Hello everyone and welcome to The Stage Place, a podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat to creatives from behind the scenes in theatre. And in today's episode, I'm chatting with Cara Bernsteed, who is the producer of Diversifications, a production which is being held at the Old Red Lion Theatre in London from the 14th of June until the 2nd of July. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the other side. Hello Cara and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. I'm so happy to have you on today. Today we are going to be chatting about Diversifications, which is on at the Old Red Lion Theatre very, very soon. But firstly, Cara, what I really love to know about all of my guests is how they enter the industry. So you on Diversifications are a producer as well as performing in the piece. So when you came into this industry, what was your first love? Was it the performing or was it the producing? And how did you find your way into that area of the industry? It was definitely performing. So um, I was a child actor. Uh, I actually went to uh, Amateurs, which is based in Islington in North London, where I live and I've grown up all my life. And so I went there for seven years uh, through my teen years. So I did like some uh, acting stuff then. And then I come out of the industry um, and had like a 10 year break um, where I had a family. And then I come back into the industry. So it's been, yeah, I've been back in the industry now for 10 years as an adult. And I was doing a web series with two other actors. Uh, so yeah. I co-produced that. So we did everything. It was set in a pub. It was called Down the Ellie. So we was doing the filming of it. We was doing the writing. It was like improvisation based as well. I do a little bit of the editing, but not so much much (laughs) and um but yeah but just by doing that it kind of see how getting things done and the producing side of things and then by doing like um plays and stuff and I kind of watch everything that's going on all the time yeah so I was just quite interested in doing producing so yeah and so this is this is going to be my first production that I'm producing yeah and when you said you had that 10 year break was it that web series that was the first step back no no, no no it wasn't the first no, no I just do you know what it was I'd had two children and when they was kind of what started going to school yeah I realized like I'd gone into like a normal job doing I was working as a medical PA then I worked as a corporate PA but I just yeah. the love wasn't there the passion wasn't there like I enjoyed the job the money was nice yeah. but it just wasn't what I had always wanted to do like as a child anyone who asked me what I wanted to do I wanted to perform yeah I wanted to be an actor you know I just loved yeah. performing I love being on stage I love being in front of the camera I just love it but no so as a child I hadn't done any uh theater I don't yeah. even though like Anna Scherz is called it's called Anna Scher theater yeah a lot of the work I had through there I'd done like voiceover I'd done tv and I'd done like short films mm-hmm. so I hadn't actually done any theater so my first job back in as an actor was a theatre production so yeah (laughs) and let's talk about that producing side of things when you're doing that web series and stuff is that all self-taught or were you having help through other producers now that that you've become a producer yeah, no, that was all self-talk. So yeah. the web series through the, the three of us, we kind of, we didn't want to sit around just doing nothing. So obviously yeah. when you're acting, you don't want to just be waiting for your next audition or waiting to, and you kind of start like, oh, what can I do to keep busy? So we were really fortunate that a pub offered us to use their space for free. Great, and oh wow. 
yeah. yeah. So we was like, because they sh- they didn't open until four o'clock in the afternoon. So there was like certain days they said, we're happy for you to use it. Yeah. So that's how it come about. And originally Peter Revel Walsh, who's uh, one of the actors who was in it with me, yeah. he said like, why don't we do it for showreel scenes? Like, you know, just to get some additional scenes, but then it just kind of snowballed. So we had some other actors come in as well. So then they could use the material if they wanted to. And it just made me become a better actor because obviously you're seeing what you look like from behind the camera as well but just trying to organize everything and then when I decided that I wanted to do theater producing that's how I met Matthew Parker yes so I was really fortunate before the pandemic I got onto a a producer's workshop that was at the Pleasance Theater just it was like a day two hours or three hours but it was with um, Chalkline Theater and Common Great. So yeah. yeah, so they run it. So you had to just apply and then they picked like and I was lucky enough to be picked. So they went through a load of stuff with me. Yeah. And then when I in the COVID times, Matthew actually offered his time for free to people. Wow. So he done like a group session of how to produce for the off West End fringe theatres. Yeah. And then he also did a one-to-one with me. So he said if you had any more questions. So he kindly gave his time. And so yeah, and then the rest of it I've kind of just learnt by doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. And also it does really help when you haven't trained as a producer, you're not drilled into how to produce. And so yeah. when you're doing it self-taught, you get to find these different avenues and alleyways and talking to other producers and finding out how everybody else produces there's not there's not necessarily a correct formula at all it's it's all different depending on what type of show you're doing and because things are going to come up all the time as well things are going to crop up and I think if you were trying to be more rigid with what you were going to do it's not going to work No, no. (laughs) like that's if anything I can take but like my massive drive for this has just been that because I don't feel that there is enough female working class producers in this industry at all so working class producers is a massive gap there's hardly any but for being a female working class producer a lot of the people I have met if there is like they're kind of from a working class background they're more producing their own writing so for me I love the play like when I read it I love the play and Natalie had said like I have this role in mind for you and I was just like please can I produce it (laughs) oh wow yeah 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 and that play obviously is diversifications which as we said is on at the old red lion theatre so tell me about how you originally found the play and how you've become a part of the production okay so I met Natalie at a read-through of another one of her plays yeah and uh, we got chatting we swapped business cards afterwards and I kept in touch with her and then a couple of months later I'd sent her an email and that's when she she responded she was like funny enough I've just finished this play and there's a character that I think you would be great for so I was like okay can I see the script she sent me the script and I was like I couldn't believe it was the first draft it was so well polished and so well written I was just like this is next so she had had it on before on the page to stage so she had shown like a shorter version of it there but this was the actual full first draft of the full play written out um, after having feedback from there and I was like yeah I just couldn't believe it so we arranged to meet up and we discussed it more further and I just said like I'd love the chance to be able to produce it so I arranged a uh, read through and we was going to do it in person, but yeah. then that was the week of the lockdown. Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. we ended up, yeah, so we ended yeah. up doing a Zoom read through, but it was just like a rough kind of read through with like some actors that I kind of thought might be suitable for the roles, but, you know, wasn't, I hadn't promised anyone anything. I just said, yeah. look, I've got this really good play. Would you want to come along? We read it. You kind of fit the playing age for it, but we'll see. Yeah, the lockdown happened. So then it was like, <laughs> what are we going to do? And then, 
the further it kind of because the initial thing when we met we met in the february and we arranged the read through for the march mm -hmm. so then we originally was going to stage it in the september that was yep. the idea to have done it in the september 2020 and then obviously after everything happened we then had Marcus Roma was helping um, Natalie just with some kind of adjustments from a director's point of view with the script. Yeah. And we arranged to do a Zoom read through. So he did the directing side for that. And we did a Zoom read through with an audience in January 21. Yeah. Uh, and that was more to get feedback from the audience and just to see if there was any because the change, there was only like little slight things, you know, that kind of when you hear it more out loud, that oh, actually it might sound a bit better like this. So there's only been sort of slight changes to the script, nothing massively overhauled on it. Right. And um, yeah. And then from then we just we still wasn't sure. And I was saying to Natalie, like, I didn't want to do it last year because I just wasn't sure. It was just too much of a risk, yes. you know. Yeah. 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 So and then that was how we we led then to we we approached a few theatres that we thought would be suitable. And then with the old red lion, we really liked the space. Yes, it's a, it's a gorgeous space. I love yeah. pub theatres and uh, oh, it's such a lovely, intimate space. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. It's, it's such a nice and like Helen, who's the artistic director, yeah. she is so lovely. Like yeah. and that was my main thing as well. Like with anything that I'm going to be involved in producing wise and even anything acting now, because I think I've been doing it for so long. I want to work with people that are going to just bring really nice energy too. I want to yes, work like absolutely. it is. I know it's like quite cliche to say like a family, but that yeah. is what I want. I want everybody to feel comfortable and to be able to, you know, bring, I don't want no ego. I don't want, and that mm. was why I was like, I wanted, it was just like once we met Helen and we had the initial meeting last November with her, mm -hmm. I was kind of just like, yeah, we just knew like, we yeah. just knew it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about the play and what audiences can expect if they want to book a ticket for the show. Yeah, so basically the play, it's about, it starts off, it's a split stage. So you'll have one part is the pub and then one part will be the doctor's waiting room. And the three women on one stage, so the three women are already passed. So the okay. men are actually meeting on the year anniversary of Samantha's death. Okay. So, which is one of the women, but the other two women have passed as well. How they get talking is they're waiting to get their genetic results for cancer. Okay. And just through them talking, they realise that each one of them has something that the other one craves or has missed or doesn't feel yeah. that they're fulfilled in their life. Yeah. And they feel that if they actually do get the results of these genetic testing, that they wouldn't fulfill what they want to. Yeah. So that's why they're just like, right, no, they decide through it. But you see through the journey and then like, obviously you're hearing the male's point of view as well. So even though it's female centric and it's the women's kind of stories, you're hearing what the men feel. And it's got such a good dynamic of relationships because you've got Karina who I play in her 30s then you have Pamela who's in her 40s and Samantha in her 50s yeah and so you're kind of seeing the different dynamics between their relationships mm. because at different stages of their life and where they're at so yeah. it's like Karina has four children so she's like missing out on her career so she's mm. in awe of Pamela who has no children but Pamela's in awe of her because she's got the children and then you have Samantha who's kind of had the child but she's now going through the menopause and even though it's kind of it's a heartwarming story and yes there is sad moments but there's laugh out loud moments as well right. within it that are just watching how relationships work and how male and female think differently about the different situations and it's just that understanding of why people make the choices in life that they make and yeah. sometimes uh, from some people they might see it as being selfish but from the women's point of view it's time for them to be selfish so to speak.
Yeah. And how do you find separating yourself as a producer and an actor, like when you're in this space? Do you find that when like you're in the space and you're doing rehearsals, what kind of brain have you got on in that so, time? <laughs> yeah, so we actually, we start our rehearsals this week. So oh, we'll start on Saturday. So I've been just trying to get all the loose ends tied up with the producer side of things. Because when I'm in the rehearsal, I just want to be the actor. Right, so I've yeah. kind of like, our director Jess is, is great. So she done like sorted out the rehearsal schedule and stuff. Because I said, do you want me to do it? She was like, no, I'll do it. So she done that side. But it's just once I'm in that space, I see it as when I'm an actor, I'm basically the prop so tell yeah. me what I'm doing and I'm doing it yeah. and then obviously the producer side of things and if I've got anything to do then that will be in the evening <laughs> yeah and obviously like, like you've just said there obviously when this episode goes out it'll be much later than as we're recording it now but you're just about to go into rehearsals then yeah. so how much excitement is there and how much of it has all been online and have you seen have you met anybody in person through like auditions or is there like this excitement and this buzz of everybody being in the room together for the first time this weekend yeah no so we have all met now so okay. what, what we had in the so that that very first read it read through that we done in march 2020 the one yeah. that was online yes. one of the other actors is in it as well so he's okay. Alvaro yeah. he will play Juan in the play okay. so he has been on it on board just as long as I have yes. you know so he's so he was already cast and then the other four characters we put out um on a spotlight breakdown and right. then so I was part of the audition process so oh, nice. me Jess and Natalie all done self-tapes and then call people in for in-person auditions and then yeah. like that. great fantastic yeah. so how have you found producing this show in the post-pandemic world because I know that you said before that you wanted to leave it a little bit of time in that 2021 and give it till 2022 is there anything else that you're finding or you may find in rehearsals that may be a little bit different to how it would have been pre-pandemic um, do you know what I think now because things are easing a little bit and people feel a bit more comfortable I kind of don't think we've got as much worry as we would have had last year yeah. the only thing I feel that's been a bit more difficult is trying to find a rehearsal space that's affordable yeah. trying to find um lighting like stage technique things like that is what's yeah. been difficult like set yeah. designers because especially with the lighting and sand side of things, a lot of people left the industry. Yes. So, and I didn't know this as much until I started trying to look for someone and the people we were kind of interested in were booked. Yeah. And we are actually a female led team as well. Right. So the whole creative team is female. Yeah. Everybody yeah. is female. So even down to, so we've got the director, writer, producer, stage, lighting, the lighting mm. operator. Yeah. They're all female that's incredible so, that's yeah and that yeah. was that we wanted to try and push for that as well too just because just to give the to have more females in the industry because yeah. there isn't as many do you know no. especially behind the scenes like actors and stuff yeah and but yeah so that's the only thing I'd kind of say was a bit hard is to try and find the right team yeah and trying to find people because the people we were interested in were already booked and also trying to find theatre space, like to even find the theatre to be able to put a show on. Yeah. That was also difficult because you had a lot of people that had programmes that had been put on hold. Yeah. So there was no space, you know, yeah. there wasn't any, they, they wasn't able to fit our show in because they and were not wanting to take a risk, some people, on, on new writing either. Like yeah. some people wanted to have something that they knew would draw an audience in. Already. And like you said so, as well earlier on, the Old Red Lion is also female-led as well. 
So you've yeah. got that really nice communication between everyone and yeah. this real empowerment that you're putting on a show that also deals with a lot of uh, female themes, like you were just saying yeah. there about the menopause and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's, it's really lovely. So do you think that this play is kind of catered towards a female-led audience or would you say that anybody of any age I think it's anybody to be yeah. honest because it's like you know like when you go and watch a play sometimes and a lot of plays want to cover a theme and it yeah. kind of it comes across really strongly that is what their point of it is yeah. but this play I just think it's good for any ages like I mean my oldest is 16 and she will come and watch it you know yeah. so it's kind of from that upwards so mm. I just I, I like as well that it's got older female actors in it as well yeah. because Yes. that is what drew me to the play as well because obviously I am getting older now and I know there isn't as many juicy female roles like we're an ensemble cast as well so no one's a lead so all six are equal Fantastic. so although it's like this kind of women's story the yeah. men are also equal and you see the parts of the relationship between each couple and yeah that's amazing and so let's move on to inspiring a younger generation and as you were just saying now or earlier on in the episode as a working class female as well coming into this industry let's really focus on that so let's look at people who may be listening to this episode or follow you on social media for example and have come to this episode and want to hear your thoughts about this play but also about how they want to get into this industry what advice would you have for them? I would just say like, you know what, first and foremost, just go for it. Like don't let fear hold you back. Cause I think we usually let things hold us back because what can go wrong before we've even started anything, we've already thought of 20 things that are going to go wrong. Yeah. And I think it's just that going forward and just believing that as long as your focus is in the right place. And I always do everything from my heart, you yes. know, and I just think as long as things are done from the heart and you've got the passion for it, mm -hmm. it will work, you know? And like I said earlier, I think because I was lucky enough to go on the producer workshop, but I know Matthew does them now. He did it recently at the Broccoli Jack Theatre because somebody oh, yes. I know actually went along to it. So uh -huh. he does do them where people can go along and there's, a, there's enough info out there that you can go and maybe even shadow somebody, you know, you can yeah. find out. And I would even be open to that going forward because this mm. is my first thing, but I've already got plans for, for future stuff as well. So yeah. I'd be happy if anyone wanted to reach out to me and say like, you know, I'd love to, you know, to come and shadow or try and show what I've, I've learned myself and yeah. I feel that's how the industry should be is people should just help each other yes so yeah absolutely perfect well thank you so much Cara for coming on to talk about diversifications which like we said is at the old red lion theatre Cara we're coming near to the end of the podcast episode today but I've got one final question for you and it's the question that I ask all of my guests on this podcast and it is the title of this podcast itself and that is the stagey place and what I love to know and I love knowing this because it can never just be in the UK. A lot of people also have international stage places. Sometimes they're not even theatres itself. You know, they could be rehearsal rooms, they could be dressing rooms where people have really found that they've connected to their cast and their crew. It can just be a theatre of your local theatre that you maybe have gone to see some plays before in the past, or it can be a theatre that has your favourite production in. But Cara, for you, whereabouts is your stagey place? It would have to be Anna Scherz because yes. Anna Scherz for me, like it's now called the Young Actors Theatre, but her space was, it was Anna Scherz and you went in and you had like the seats so people could watch and you basically just had 
like the floor. So it wasn't as such as a stage, but that is where we did our performances and stuff for our family to come in. But I feel for me, it's just because that's where my love of the arts began, you know, yeah. and Anna, like I was lucky. Anna Sher was my teacher and I also had Bernie when I was younger. And then you had like the young professionals. So you would go on a Saturday as well. So you do singing as well as the mm. acting. Yeah. And it was just so many people started their careers there that now I'm watching them and they're doing so well. Mm. And I just think if I could, that would be the place that I would love just to go back to and do something. Yeah, that's incredible. And like you say, it's that like first kind of like feeling, especially as a child, like you say, like, you know, it gave you this first buzz of what this industry could be like. And obviously, you know, as you've gotten older, you've managed to continue that even after the break and you still have this passion and this burst to put on theatre and I'm really excited also to come and watch Diversifications. Again the Orrid Line is such an incredible theatre and it's such a lovely space and pub itself and I'm really excited to come and watch the play but for now Cara thank you so much for coming on to the Stagey Place. Thank you very much for inviting me, cheers, it's been lovely talking to you. And there we go, that was my interview with Cara Bernstein, producer of Diversifications at the Old Red Lion Theatre. If you want to catch the show and book some tickets, you can do so by visiting the theatre's official website, oldredlyontheatre.co.uk. And that's all for me this week, so until next time, I hope you're staying stagey and keeping safe. Goodbye. <laughs>